Talking Animals on WMNF. I'm Duncan Strauss. My guest today is Vincent Kellner, writer-director of A Taste of Whale, a documentary with a lot on its mind. A Taste of Whale examines the Grind, Faroe Islanders' ritual slaughter of pilot whales, but with the added dimension of tracking a battalion of activists from Sea Shepherd Conservation Society who deployed to the Faroes to disrupt the slaughter. As the film unspools, a number of issues are raised, at least implicitly including the sanctity of a traditional practice, which may be viewed as barbaric by some, but have been carried out not for just generations but centuries. None of these issues acknowledges the pilot whale hunt as a means to provide people with meat, more visible means, but otherwise perhaps no different really than producing meat behind the closed doors of a slaughterhouse. A Taste of Whale is brimming with provocative ideas and queries, goes out of its way to be even-handed in its exploration, and is often visually arresting. The film is set to be released in theaters and on Amazon and Apple TV this Friday, May 27th. We'll hear from the filmmaker behind A Taste of Whale when I speak with Vincent Kellner in a few moments here on Talking Animals on WMNF. Later in today's program, I'll talk with Kristen Davis of SBCA Tampa Bay to hear about the Bay First Adoption Promotion, a grand event which has been underway for a few days and continues through Friday. If you've been contemplating adopting a pet, I think you'll like the perks that come with this one for SBC Tampa Bay and for you. I want to take a moment to offer an important reminder. WMNF Summer Fun Drive is happening very soon. It starts two weeks from yesterday. Talking Animals is typically assigned a gigantic goal, too towering to reach within the hour-long fun drive show itself. So it's crucial to receive a number of pledges in the days before that show. So if you're a fan of the show, I'd really appreciate an early pledge of any amount today by hitting the Talking Animals tip jar. To reach that, you just go to WMF.org, find Talking Animals in the broadcast schedule, then please donate through the Talking Animals tip jar. Thank you. Right now, let's discuss A Taste of Whale with its director, Vincent Kellner, with a reminder that I invite you to join the conversation by calling 813-239-9663, emailing DJ at WMF.org, or texting 813 3-3-0-8-8-5. via Skype from Paris. This is Vincent Kellner on Talking Animals on WNF. Good afternoon, I guess I should say, Vincent. Yes, hi. Hi, Lincoln. Hi to the listeners of the Sunshine State. There you go. Thanks for joining us on Talking Animals. And congratulations on the film, which I thought was excellent. I mean, we have to see some of the slaughter. There's no way really around it since that's obviously a focus of the film. But it's sort of ladled out over the course of the movie. And meanwhile, the film really does have a lot on its mind, exploring thorny issues and raising some provocative questions. So here's a question I'd like to raise with documentary filmmakers, given that making documentaries often involves a period of several years from start to finish. Why this film? What prompted you to make this film on this topic? Um, first, I, start, I started this, uh, this film uh, in uh, 2014, so it's almost eight years ago. Wow. Uh, my wife uh, is a big fan of Sea Shepherd, and, uh, and she told me, look, there is some French teams and uh, guys from all over the world going to France, and uh, they want to stop the greens. And at this time, uh, I can confess, I didn't know what was the green. I didn't know where the Fair Islands were. And, uh, and but it was an exciting idea to follow uh, an activist uh, group. 
uh, like Sea Shepherd. So first I started to, to join the French team and uh, and and they allowed me to go with them from, from Paris, uh, where I live, uh, to the Faroe Islands. And, uh, and, and then it, it took me uh, the time I was there to understand that it was a bigger uh, movie or documentary I could do uh, on, on the issue, you know, not only being uh, focused on a, on an activist group, but maybe uh, to, to find out um, another reality of, of, of this issue I didn't really know. And uh, because when I went there, I looked, of course, like everybody on, on Internet, and I, I could only watch uh, this red uh, waters, uh, you know, from the fjords, these pictures, very hard to see, these videos of animals being killed. And, um, and, and at first I said, oh, it's terrific, it's horrible. But uh, once I was there, I realized uh, I, I could uh, maybe understand and 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 meet uh, the whales, and that's what I, I did. And uh, so NC Shepherd said, "Yeah, you should go uh, and meet them too." So that's how I started to to think that it would be good to to have another point of view yeah. and to meet them with the, with the one of Sea Shepherd. Yeah. So it's interesting because it sounds like you initially came at this from the Sea Shepherd activist uh, uh, avenue, and not really being all that familiar, if I follow you correctly, initially. With, with the grin at all but just yeah. like the, this was a Sea Shepherd effort a campaign they were going to do and so that interested you even without knowing necessarily that much about the grin to begin with yeah, yeah. Um, most of the pictures we have and the videos information we have in, in Paris and I guess in the rest of the world from the Fremans are coming from this activist uh, which is good but uh, as a documentary guy as a journalist it's hard for me to, to stand only on one side and uh, and the Fremans and the whalers in the Fremans um, don't really know how to communicate. Uh, they prefer to ignore uh, the critic and, and they really don't know how to, to deal with uh, with such a pressure, you know, and uh, and, and, and they are quite offended by, by people coming to tell them what they have to do. Yeah. Uh, especially with this tradition that is uh, lasting from uh, from centuries and centuries and uh, and um, so, yeah, I think it was uh, important to, to, to try to, to, to show another side of the of this uh, of this issue and just for people listening who reasonably probably may not be that familiar with the grin can you just sort of describe what happens in the grin uh, yeah the grin is not um, a kind of specific moment when uh, everybody goes and, and hunts some uh, pilot whales uh, pilot whales which are the the globicephal it's it's a it's a, um, a species of uh, of dolphins uh, so when when uh, when someone spots a, 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 a pod of uh, dolphins in the water when they are going uh, um, driving on the boats or fishermen on the sea when they see a, a pod they, they, they call the, a kind of a, sh- a sheriff a police officer on the land and they say, can we bring the 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 the, the boat to the to the fjords? So a lot of boats are going to to um, uh, with them, you know, to, to chase the, the dolphins, to put the, the yeah the, the pilot whales, and to push them into the fjords. And uh, and once and they they are going in some appropriate beaches because they cannot go everywhere. On, they are on specific and specific uh, beaches where they can push them. And once on the beach, there's people waiting with um, uh, waiting for them, you know, to. Drive Drag them on the on the on the shore and uh, and to kill them with a kind of uh, uh, blades, you know, like a simple blade, and uh, and they kill them uh, on the beach.
beach uh, last when I was there and when I, I uh, the, the, the greens I, I, I filmed uh, there was 135 pilot whales being killed in front of me yeah. and um, and that's uh, it's not easy to see but uh, yeah that's uh, that's how they proceed so yeah it's really like once a part of, of those whales is spotted then I guess the idea when when the grin is officially uh, commenced then they're kind of herded towards the shore and then that's where it gets super uh, difficult for many uh, then the, the, they're basically slaughtered but the like you say, I mean, one of the things that's interesting about making a film about it, I would think, is that this has been going on for centuries. Did you feel like uh, because the Sea Shepherd element that they were going to try to uh, disrupt the grin, uh, mm-hmm. was that that made maybe more the makings of a film like you have kind of significant conflict and drama, which of course are not unimportant elements in a film. Is What were the things that where you said as you got into this, starting with the Sea Shepherd angle through your, through your wife, but then when you got a real sense of what the grin really was, when did you think, hey, there really is a film here, but maybe a different film or a larger film than I had imagined. Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, uh, when I, I, I went with this idea of going to the islands first, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I was told that uh, we, I could see some barbarians. And uh, in my life, I've seen, I, I've never have seen some barbarians before. So I said I was expecting to be, not to be well received by, by, by uh, Ferris people. And uh, also because I was going with Sea Shepherd. And um, I had this kind of, uh, uh, it's kind of cliche, you know, that uh, there's the good guys and the bad guys. Yeah. And once I was there, I realized the fairies uh, were not so so barbarian. It's, it's hard to call someone barbarian, but they were quite nice. They were quite uh, welcoming, and they, they when I told them I wanted to to, to film them and to to also give the uh, to, to 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 have to have them on my documentary, they they were quickly uh, okay with this idea, you know. And they, they I just tell them I would I wanted to be honest, and uh, and uh, so I, I really understood that you know. They had something to say that they, it was something they, they are not used to, as I said, to communicate. And, uh, and I really um, uh, I understood they, they were very frustrated by uh, not being able to, to communicate as they wish and uh, by, the, and by the, the, the power of the activists on, on the social networks. So uh, at this point, I started to, 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 to understand that I, I could do more than uh, just a portrait of, uh, of an activist group, which is important, of course, but uh, I could have both sides and I would be fair for, for both of both camps. Yeah. Let me let folks know that might just be just tuning in. This is Talking Animals on WNF. I'm Duncan Strauss. If you did just tune in, my guest is Vincent Kellner, writer-director of A Taste of Whale, a documentary examining the Grind. That's the Faroe Islanders' uh, ritual slaughter of pilot whales, but in this case with the added dimension of uh, tracking a uh, squadron of activists from Sea Shepherd Conservation Society who uh, have deployed to the Faroes to disrupt the, the slaughter protest and disrupt the slaughter. The film hits theaters uh, as well as Amazon and Apple TV this Friday, May 27th. If you'd like to ask Vincent a question or offer a comment, please call 813-239-9663. Email DJ at WMNF.org or text 813-433-0885. So, once you went there, kind of initially thinking, I'm just going to sort of uh, chronicle the uh, the activism, the campaign by Sea Shepherd, but then, as you noted, it kind of became something different. When did your actual perspective on the grin 
didn't change while you were there? Uh, it took me, uh, actually I went there uh, many times, uh, on four years exactly. Mm -hmm. um, it took me, I, I don't want to say a few years to understand, you know, the, well, doing this a documentary like this was also a kind of work on, on myself. Uh, because when you, you witness such a, a, a hunt, when you see the, uh, the, the, the way it's being killed, and on, you, you, of course it's it's impressive and uh, and you're, you're a bit um, shocked because you're, I'm, a, I'm a city guy, you know, I'm not used to see blood. And um, and for me, it was a, I was uh, in my life trying to to understand my relation with animals. Uh, mm -hmm. in a way, as my my wife is a vegan and I was not, and uh, and uh, I realized that uh, you know I, I had to look on animals. I had to make animals in a different way. And uh, eating animals, you know, is the main uh, issue on, on the green. And the fairies often told me, um, you know, we are not doing uh, worse, uh, anything worse than what uh, you are doing. Uh, you guys or all the people criticizing um, uh, you, you're killing animals in slaughterhouses and here it's an open air slaughterhouse and uh, and we are just doing exactly the same. We are killing animals to get the meat uh, on the table. And that was the main argument the, the, the whalers uh, gave me. And it uh, it was, um, it was, it's an argument which was, um, uh, I, had, I, I kept in mind, you know, for a long time. And, uh, and, and, and say, okay, Vincent, it's, it's true. You know, I'm not even killing myself an animal when I eat meat. And uh, is it better? Uh, why should I let someone else kill these animals in slaughterhouse houses? You know, and uh, and uh, why why don't I? Why should, can I? Could I do it myself? Actually, yeah. <laughs> My answer was no, I could never, I mean, if I had to survive, but I would be shocked and I guess I would stop eating meat, you know, if I had to kill an animal like this. So, uh, I was very, yeah, um, it's, it's, once you're there, when you you witness all of this, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, shaking your, your ground, you know, your personal ground, like, uh, wow, well, yeah, should I condemn them? Because they, they are just doing it now to eat meat, you know, and, um, so I was, I was, I was wondering. The, the story was too easy to to say, you know, no, there's a good and bad guys, and uh, and uh, and actually, I, I've never believed there's some good and bad guys. There's always uh, something behind to understand, and that's why I did this documentary. Yeah, because that's the thing. It really, as the film unfolds, there really seems to be like a great deal of complexity, uh, a lot of lot of sort of gray area, and a lot of questions that that maybe you, as it turns out, from just what you said so far, you personally, but therefore as a filmmaker, are raising because as you got more into this and especially as you spent time there if you went there many times over four years mm -hmm. your perspective obviously I think necessarily shifted was there can you identify an episode or a particular moment over those four years where um, you thought hey this is more complex and this there isn't just good guy bad guy here there's 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 a lot of a lot of in space in between. Was there something where you thought, wow, now I've, I've kind of had an epiphany here. I've kind of realized something that I wouldn't have guessed when I first began coming and, and witnessing mm -hmm. the grin. Well, actually, there's yes, uh, many, <laughs> many uh, times it happened, but uh, there's one time uh, I won't tell you now because I would prefer your listeners to watch a movie and, uh, and realize a very uh, incredible moment, I think, something I didn't expect. But uh, I could tell you uh, the moment I shifted a bit and I uh, was... Uh, uh, when I went uh, with um, uh, some uh, children from school, 
and their teacher uh, to a, a local uh, slaughterhouse, uh, which was in the in the garage of, of the husband of the of the teacher. And uh, and and, and they, in Fernand, they are bringing children in the slaughterhouses. They are bringing them to to to, to cut an animal. For, uh, they, don't, they don't show the, the killing of the. It was a sheep. Uh, they, they killed the sheep, and then they asked the children to look at it and to participate and to see how the how the process. What, what is the process of uh, having some meat in the plates? By by cutting uh, an animal, so it was in this garage, and I said, "Wow, these little children—they are only eight online, and and uh, and they are watching something I've never watched even now. <laughs> I'm 45, and uh, and uh, I guess if I was at their place in Paris uh, <laughs> at nine or." Eight or nine in France, it would, it's not possible. In, I guess most most uh, uh, modernized countries, you know, from Western countries, no one brings the children to 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 see that, and it would be. Uh, parents and everybody would be shot and <laughs> it would be terrible for the school if they, if they would do that and uh, and I understand that uh, I was we were very far from from nature you know we are pretend for me I, when we are going to nature it's for holidays we are taking the car and the children and showing them in sometimes the zoo or, I, I'm not doing this but some people do and, sure. and they, they go in the countryside and but but that's, that's the way for them to show the reality and uh, and I guess it's something that was uh, very important for me, like say, oh, uh, maybe as a right to, 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 to show the reality to these children. Um, uh, and it's still hard to, um, to, to acknowledge, but uh, I guess if you are true to yourself, you, yes, you have to show the reality and, and how, uh, what it is to take a, an animal's life. Yeah, well, that was a scene that really struck me. But again, it was part of seeing uh, over the course of the film how much this is really part of a long and, and as you've noted earlier and I guess I did too multi-centuries long tradition so that if you grow up in those areas as a kid you, you know you not only grow up fishing which is not uncommon in a lot of places but, mm-hmm. but it seems like everybody's kind of participating or at least witnessing the grin even if they are young children so while again many people might at first think oh my god that's so jarring so graphic but, mm-hmm. but I think as you're kind of saying with the, the tour of this homegrown slaughter house it's not what we're used to and it, and it wouldn't be what, what we would do probably whether you're in paris or florida or anywhere in between but it's endemic to their family life and their their traditional life and uh so again they do object to being portrayed as barbarians because if you spend more time with them you see that it's nowhere near that cut and dry yeah, yeah they are they are like normal people and actually that is what is striking it's because it's easy to call them barbarians but when you look because it's it would be too hard to say they are just like us, you know, and that's what they are. You know, they have uh, the same way of uh, uh, living as as uh, as in Europe. They are part of Europe, and they have a good uh, standard of living. Uh, and they look like like me, <laughs> and they are. You know, there's not a big difference. The only thing they have a, 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 a this tradition, um, the whales and the pirate whales uh, saved their life when uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, when they were starving years and years ago, uh, long like hundred years ago, and and they. they, they they wouldn't be here um, without the whales, and uh, and they have this tradition, and uh, 
Yeah, and and they don't know how. And now I, I, I feel like it was. It's still a tradition, of course, but it's also it became a kind of habit, you know, to get the the, the meat, free meat, because when they kill the animals, they all share the meat among them. There's no money involved. They, they, they don't sell the the, the, the meat, uh, and uh, and uh, for them it's a way to get uh, like uh, I don't know three four hundred dollars of free meat just by going on the beach and and helping, you know, just. Uh, pulling the ropes or, or just a few of them are on, uh, have the rights to, to, to kill. But if you go on the beach, you get uh, like uh, uh, 30 kilos of meat and uh, this meat, they love it. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's like a normal meat, you know? And uh, so it's, uh, yeah, for them, it's, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, it became kind of way to get meat and same time to, to honor the, the ancestors and the tradition. And they are, they are uh, just uh, in between two worlds, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. between the tradition and the modern life and the way that and the fact that today we want to eat more and more meat all the time and you know uh, my grand in France you know where my grandparents they were not eating so much meat as we are eating now in uh, in um, in France at this time you know because of uh, in the industry that allow allows us to get uh, a lot of, of meat because of the process we organized and uh, so for them they you know it, it, it's it's between two worlds and and they don't know uh, what to do. And uh, but really, they, they, what struck me was that these guys—they are just like like us, you know. And uh, so it's kind of of mirror for for us also to watch them. And uh, a lot of people don't want to watch into this mirror. And uh, and that's uh, it's not only bad because it's it's uh, it's bloody and because we have to go uh, over the blood, past the blood, you know, and to yeah. understand the reality is not uh, lying in the in the blood. It's 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 uh, so it's yeah it's. Uh, it's a way to uh, to ask yourself the, the right questions. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, for people who are often labeled barbarians, some of what you described just about on the beach scene and, and other things, I found uh, as depicted in the film sometimes quite civilized. Like when there when there was uh, meat to divide up, like especially I guess they would mm-hmm. seem like it would start with the the area that it was the the meat was first caught at, and those residents would I guess receive the first portions. But it was mm-hmm. all very reasonable, and and people were. Kind kind of quiet and calm and appreciative but it was hard to square that with hey these people are, are awful barbarians even though we've just seen how that meat was produced and it's no matter who you are i don't think that's an easy uh, bit of footage to to watch but um, it's 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 not hard i guess i mean many people say it's hard to to watch but i, I don't think so it's it's hard if you don't want to to uh, to look at the reality. Uh, if you want to hide, people who don't want to see uh, uh, where the, the meat is coming from, they, of course, it's it's hard, you know. And uh, but it's 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 the same, you know, as it's done in slaughterhouses. But uh, all over the world, the slaughterhouses are, are closed in behind doors, you know. And, yeah. uh, and 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 in France, we are not even the parliament. They didn't didn't allow to uh, for to put some cameras to watch to to to, to monitor what's happening inside. And uh, it's kind of uh, it's a uh, kind of Secret place, even it's, yeah, it's a kind of secret place we can we, we cannot go in and and uh, and for them they just uh, it's an open air slaughterhouse and and they you know they, um, they it, it, it's it's a reality you know so if by showing I, I tried not to show uh, to, to to put the, the worst pictures of course in this uh, because it can, it's very easy you know to with a camera and if you film the blood of, of some pirate whales and any animal you know it's always terrific and I tried to to be 
as honest as possible. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, the one have been uh, the, the green have been into uh, um, they, they kill the animals quite quickly. Sometimes it's not going the same way. Sometimes they take a long time, and that, that's what happened in uh, last sep- September. Uh, uh, it was uh, uh, 1,400 uh, white side uh, dolphins. You know, like the, the, it's more famous, like the kind of uh, looks more like a, a flipper one. You know, <laughs> mm. we know, and uh, and and also the whole world was uh, um, even the fairies actually, but uh, they were all uh, shocked by what happened because it took ages to to kill all these uh, small uh, dolphins, and um, and the whole world came to the finance and 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 say, uh, oh, it's 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 it's, uh, it's incredible you're killing these little uh, dolphins that we know and we watch in the movies and. Uh, and uh, and even the, the fairies, they were shocked because it took too much time for them because they were overwhelmed by the the, the, the numbers of, yeah. the, of the dolphins. And uh, and no one is happy. Uh, of course, the world was not happy. Even the fairies are not happy. They were very ashamed, you know. And uh, and this specific time, you know, it uh, it changed. Uh, it's it's a, it's, a, it's I don't know if it, we can call it a game changer, but that, that's a kind of earthquake for them. And at, actually, uh, at this time, uh, the parliament uh, in the parliament and the Green Association people in charge of the Greens, uh, they are um, uh, trying to see what they can do to to prevent uh, this kind of uh, of uh, that was a real slaughter, as, as we can say. So, but um, so uh, maybe the things were gonna change in the next. Uh, Months or but anytime when the activists see the activists and you can see it in the movie and the activists they are going there they always of course no one wants someone to tell you what to do yeah but, it, but the fairies are, are are capable to 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 see and to look at themselves so first they are not happy but then they look at themselves and they try to change and to 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 debate about what they are doing so yeah it's um, I guess it's uh, what happened what's happening over there it's what uh, we should uh, always do is to to confront arguments and 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 trying to be able to to look at ourselves and our practice and and what could be changed yeah you know as you're saying that i'm thinking of some of the interviews with some of the locals they were quite reasonable ma- ma- magnanimous even in noting that many of the activists at least past criticisms about the methods used in, in the grin were fair and accurate criticisms and that different techniques were then substituted and, and employed because they 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 thought about those criticisms and they thought they were reasonable and uh, so again these aren't people who are just saying hey no 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 this is the way we've always done it and and we don't need your criticism and get the hell out they were listening yeah 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 they are so the the fairies uh, are able to to change their minds. They change the way they they, they change uh, the the weapons because of uh, of activists. Uh, they got uh, more professional in, in their way. You know, they got a kind of license to kill uh, for the for the uh, for the people who are, a few people only are allowed to kill. So they were they were trained. It was in 2015. Uh, uh, they, they they had a kind of uh, courses. You know, to to be more precise and the weapons have changed and so uh, they, they are listening you know in a way even if it's it's tough they, they are they are, they are uh, yeah listening to the arguments uh, the only thing they don't like is to be treated uh, insulted 
And uh, there are only, f I mean, there are still few insults uh, on the social networks by few people, like extremist people. And uh, I don't think it's going to change something to insult insult someone, you know. Yeah. <laughs> to get, uh, to get, uh, if you like, the, uh, if you want to save the wealth in a way, as we could say, but uh, if you want to sell them, as I won't work. If you ask, if you insult me and then you ask me to, to do an interview with you on the radio, <laughs> of course I would have said no. Yeah. Uh, but because you said it kindly, I said yes. <laughs> so that's, that's the same way, you know, of, uh, for them, you know, so the point of view is now. I think there's a real time for for, for this issue to be debated, and uh, and and I think both sides have uh, have learned from their mistakes, uh, and and they are and they they, they, they are both even the activists of Sea Shepherd, they they no, they are still there. They are still trying to to uh, to to photograph what's happening and to 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 witness. But uh, you know, I think the, in their minds and the, in Ferris' minds, there's a way of getting maybe closer, you know, and try to discuss uh, because everybody's ready to, to, to discuss only if there's no insults, you know, and yeah. uh, so that's, that's important to, to, to keep it in mind but, uh, and uh, I'm going to the finance this summer, uh, actually, uh, to show my, my documentary uh, to them and to debate, so mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm very happy to go there and, uh, and to see uh, you know, and to listen to, to them and to, to see how they will uh, uh, perceive and to if they will uh, like this, uh, this documentary, yeah. even if, my, even if the winners of films they have already seen it and they, they like it actually both sides like uh, everybody in my documentary have seen the movie of course for, because they, they, they trust me and I had to, to show them mm -hmm. and everybody was happy you know and uh, because uh, uh, the movie was um, was not uh, too cliche as we say right and uh, I'm so I'm very excited to go this summer to discuss well I want to ask you about that and so I just want to let people know again this is Talking Animals on WMNF I'm Duncan Strauss my guest is Vincent Kellner writer director of A Taste of Whale, a documentary examining the Grand Faroe Islanders' ritual slaughter of pilot whales, but as we're discussing, there's much more to it than that. The film will be released in theaters as well as Amazon and Apple TV this Friday, May 27th. We invite you to join the conversation by calling 813-239-9663, emailing dj at wmnf.org, or texting 813-433-0885. So, as you note, some of the people that, of course, are featured in the film have seen the film as you were putting it together and finishing it. But what, what, what reaction when you say that you're going to take the film and show it to, to the pharaohs more generally, what what, what reaction do you anticipate, uh, Vincent? Um, uh Actually, first, I, I already had some uh, some uh, feedbacks and um, very good feedbacks from both sides, as I told you. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, as I, 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 I think they, they, they will be happy to, to, to discuss because it's, not, it's very hard to, to do a documentary like this. It's very rare because it's not easy to get uh, greens to film them like this and also to be uh, very close to, to, to them. Also, as a Sea Shepherd, um, in the movie, we, we can see they are interfering with the boat. They get arrested. They it's a kind of action movie in a way also. Yeah. Uh, but since uh, 20, uh, 2015, uh, they are not allowed to bring the boats and, uh, uh, and the camping cars and everything and their tools over there. Otherwise, they, they could be uh, confiscated. So they are just over there just by taking pictures. So it's, it's, this what happened is a kind of uh, there's some, some uh, histor historical uh, moments in the documentary. And uh, But from these moments, I, I guess, um, I hope 
hope uh, there will be people. Uh, uh, I think everybody can acknowledge what is uh, the ideas I'm bringing up in this uh, documentary, and um, and I think uh, I hope the debate will be raised a little bit uh, higher than just staying on the confrontation, on the fight, on the blood. Yeah. And that I, I can, as, and, and I'm, uh, I hope and I'm almost sure we can bring this uh, debate on another level, which is uh, the issue of uh, there's two actually um, is, uh, issues is uh, uh, the, the contamination of the of the of the food, of course, of the of the pilot whales and the dolphins because they are all contaminated. Yeah. Uh, and and also about the meat uh, issue because you know uh, it's uh, important to understand that uh, if they're killing these animals is not because it's a tradition, it's because they, they want to get the meat. Yeah. Uh, and eating meat today is a, is a big issue. In, in France, uh, there's a more and more vegetarians and vegans, you know, and people are, are eating less and less meat, uh, which is good, I think, for, also for the planets and for the animals. Yeah. There's a few things here that you mentioned that, I mean, one thing, even going back to, like, insults and how those aren't valuable, one thing I found that kind of just amusing, I guess, with the Sea Shepherd and the locals, there was one exchange where Sea Shepherds were kind of outlining what they had hoped to accomplish by being there. And the locals were saying, well, you're tourists. Right, mm-hmm. tourists, which was kind of obviously along the lines of an insult, but certainly uh, not anything uh, barbed or, or too too awful. But uh, again, it was kind of underscoring that maybe you've come into a situation that you don't fully understand, even though what you would normally do in the way of a protest or a campaign would make sense. But this, but you're, you stepped into a situation that that's more complex, maybe than you realize. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's not so simplistic, actually. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's complex. <laughs> I would just say it's not so simplistic as we we wish to see. You know? Sure. And, and I think it's more about us to if you open your eyes, <laughs> if you're ready to open your heart uh, I guess the situation is very easy you know and uh, and and what so the main issue is is that uh, people are eating meat and uh, and meat is an animal you know uh, uh, and uh, and so the issue is very simple for me it's very simple so, yeah, for, for the, the fairies they, um, they, they, they give points to the to the activists because they are not it's shepherd it's a vegan organization and they are not eating any meat uh, so they don't like when they protest and when they shot on them, but if you go in Finland and you say, you know, I'm not eating meat, then they can, they understand. But if you criticize them and uh, and you say, I'm, and you're still going to eat your burger, you know, in the restaurant, and yeah. you, and uh, they, they don't like it because they say, oh, you you, you don't like to see a dead, uh, as I say in the movie, you, you don't like to see uh, uh, dead animals or animals being killed, but you don't mind to see the, your your piece of uh, steak in your burger, you know, and you don't think once I, I'm just asking one of your listeners do you just uh, when you're going to to, to uh, in a restaurant or fast food and get a burger do you once one one second think it's an animal which is in your and uh, it's a it's a it's a cow you know which is in your or a fish which is in your and in, in your in your burger no it just uh, meat, and you don't want to see. So it's it's, it's it's the idea is to open the eyes, and if you open your eye and your heart, I think the the answer is very very simple. You know, uh, yeah. to animals. It, it, it's not, and for me, I mean, once they say, oh, we love animals and you kill them after, it's, it's for me, it's still a question I'm <laughs> debating, debating in my, in my mind, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, how can we love animals and we're eating them, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and destroying the planet, you know, we also to feed them, you know, so, yeah, yeah, when you go for islands, you have to be as honest as possible, and if you are honest as possible, the fairies will love to talk with you. Yeah, all right, well, let's take a, a caller here to this show right now, and, uh, 
get them involved. Hi, you're on Talking Animals with Vincent Kellner. Hi, go ahead, please. You're on, you're on Talking Animals with Vincent Kellner. Go ahead, please. Hello, it's you. Hello. I hear you there, but uh, maybe you have a bad connection. All right, try back. Hi, you're on Talking Animals with Vincent Kellner. Yes, hello. I just want to read a little statement that I have on the Second Amendment. A little statement. Does it, does it tie into the film we're discussing, sir? You're talking about you're talking about the Second Amendment. Are you talking about gun control? No, we're not talking about that, sir. We're talking about a film called A Taste of Wales. So maybe you, maybe you're hearing a different show than than, what, than oh, what's on the air now. Oh, that's on WUSF. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks. All right. So sorry about that, Vincent. But um, no worries. So yeah. So one of the things that I guess uh, as you were starting to note that uh, that where Sea Shepherd would normally stage a protest, but I think a key thing, as you've noted uh, kind of along the way throughout our conversation here is that the pharaohs whatever you think of of the ritual of the grin they're not hiding anything for better or worse it's right there and as you say that's in sharp contrast to what goes on in slaughterhouses where it's all about hiding things even though it's still both things are still producing meat so that seems to be kind of one of the core concepts that that sort of courses through your film a little bit is the contrast between those things and is there a contradiction yeah it's uh they can they say we cannot hide they cannot hide because the way they kill the pilot whales or the dolphins uh, it's the only way they can do it they cannot go faster with a gun right. it, would, it would be longer so they really found the, the fastest and quickest uh, way to kill them even if sometimes it takes ages and even if animals you know they don't like to be uh, pushed uh, into a, a trap <laughs> and yeah. they know they will die in, in family and stuff but uh, it's, 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 um, it's uh, how can I say it's, 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 they cannot hide and uh, that's that's uh, that's what it says when you go and you assist because if you go in finance you can assist if you if you if you know about that or if you drive around and you see that they, they won't push you away you know and they say please look you know and and this is the reality of of uh, of of, uh, of getting meat and um, and uh, so that's for me the a good point they have yeah uh, it's not it's not a, a, a only argument to you know to that that could uh, how can I say uh, um, give them points to to carry on you know and uh, yeah and uh, yeah, but um, it, you know it's uh, it's fair actually to to say and they are going in the water they came by themselves for me I I, I couldn't do that you know and um, I, I think they are, sometimes they say they are closest to the they are closer to the nature than uh, most of people are criticizing you know and uh, and sometimes I say yeah these people they know how to 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 kill animals but they know how to, to make them uh, uh, born, you know, alive. They, they, they can go, uh, if there's a ship, they can help. Uh, they, they know all the species of, of birds on the island. They know uh, all, uh, they love the whales. <laughs> you can see it's, they love the big whales. Yeah. Uh, they, don't, they are not killing the big whales anymore. Uh, they used to do it in the 80s, until the 80s. For, uh, they were working for, for Norwegians. They were selling the meat to the Norwegians. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, so they are, it's, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, when you go there, it's, uh, yeah, it's shaking your own uh, uh, way of looking at nature and, uh, and, and, and on animals you know and yeah. um, it's uh, it's it's all about also about specism you know and uh, anti-specism right uh, which is another debate but uh, you know why as they say why is this uh, the whales are the superstars you know uh, and why don't we why don't we care about the others yeah uh, and for me that's a, a point right absolutely well we just have about a minute left here vincent but i just want to elaborate briefly on one thing you said because i was going to get into it more if we had more time but um 
the argument sort of against or even for the grin does get more complicated by information about how contaminated the whales are with mercury and other forms of pollution. At one point, someone in the film, I think, says pilot whales should be handled like toxic waste. So that's again, may start to affect what the future of the grin really is. But let me just ask you in our remaining moment, uh, seconds here, uh, what do you hope the film accomplishes? If, if, it, if it does something that you kind of really uh, has an outcome that you really are, are hoping to see, what would that be? Um, I just hope that um, most of the more people can watch it. I mean, the people are ready to watch reality. Uh, if they are questioning about eating meat today, because a lot of people are, are doing and uh, or maybe reducing the, 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 uh, the consumption, I think by watching the movie and they can, even if they don't know, they can know about Fair Islands and what's happening over there, but they, it's a way for them to, to be, uh, I wouldn't say brave, but it's not the right the right word, but they'll be courageous to do that. And and for me, uh, it's an opportunity for people to do it and to, to, to have a, a, a debate on, on the issue that uh, raise uh, the, the documentary. Okay, I think that's uh, that, that puts it very well. And I think we have just about reached the end of our time. We've been speaking with Vincent Kellner, the writer, director of A Taste of Whale, a documentary that opens both in theaters and as well as uh, is released on Amazon and Apple uh, TV starting this Friday, May 27th. So there's a number of ways you can uh, view the film if you'd like to f- kind of follow up the conversation that we've had here and see it for yourself. Vincent, thank you so much for making the time to join us today on Talking Animals. I appreciate it. Merci beaucoup. Thank you. Thank you. In a moment, I'll speak with Kristen Davis of SPCA Tampa Bay about this Bay First adoption promotion. It sounds like a great deal for the shelter, the adopter, and, of course, the adopted animal. We'll hear details of that ongoing event in just a moment. Right now, though, we're going to step into the comedy corner with a piece from Drew Hastings, part of a longer piece called Farming 101 in today's comedy corner on Talking Animals on WMNF. I lived out there for a month before I figured out that red stick on my mailbox wasn't a country 911 system. I... It is not easy. I'm going to make it work. I don't give up. I'm not. Livestock. That's my dream. Livestock, man. But I'll tell you what. People think it's easy. You read up on it. No. uh Uh-uh. My first deal, I got ripped off. (laughs) I bought a herd of black Angus hogs, right? (laughs) I thought they looked short coming off the truck. Pygmy cattle my ass. I've tried growing crops, but you'd find more cornrows on an NFL team than I could pull off my land. Uh, So I called Mr. Grimes. He's the county ag agent for my county, you know, like the Mr. Kimball dude, right? And I call him. He comes out, you know, takes soil samples, talks to me extensively about my background. Well, he tells me the best thing for me to plant is a for sale sign in the front yard. That was Drew Hastings with a part of a piece called Farming 101, taken from his album Irked and Miffed. Now it's time to speak with Kristen Davis of SPCA Tampa Bay and learn more about this Bay First adoption promotion, which sounds like such a win-win-win that it's something uh, we may all want to get in on. This is Kristen Davis on Talking Animals on WNF. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning. How are you? Great. So tell us in broad strokes uh, what this uh, Bay First adoption promotion is. 
For sure. So Bay First recently changed their name. They were known as First Home Bank. So they've been doing some really cool things throughout the community over the last week or so, trying to just be um, great advocates and surprising different organizations and people with celebrations and giveaways and all sorts of things just to celebrate their name change. So one of the really cool things that they've been doing for us is through May 27th, they're donating $25 to SPCA for every single animal adoption that's made during that time frame. And they're also providing all of the adopters with a $25 gift card to PetSmart. And they also have some cool swag items um, like dog bowls and things like that to give away. So they've been really a great help um, this whole week. They've been um, doing this. So we've had a lot more movement with our animals. We have right now over 100 different animals, um, all breeds, dogs, cats, pocket pets, which include rabbits, guinea pigs, turtles birds, all sorts of things. So, um, And a lot of these animals have actually been here with us for quite a while, some of them as long as February. So we're really hoping that having this extra incentive out there right now from Bay First will help help find these animals their forever homes since they've been anxiously awaiting that for a little while. Wow. All right. Well, you've answered almost every question I was going to possibly ask all in one uh, one breath. So that's super impressive, Kristen. Thanks. Um, let me just go back to a couple of things you said, just because one of the things I think is so great about this uh, Bay First promotion is that, as you kind of noted, first of all, I think SPCA Tampa Bay, anytime someone makes an adoption, they receive something from Bay First. But as you, I think, did know, too, the adopter receives like a gift card for, for PetSmart so they can get off to a great start with their new uh, adopted pet. And, uh, and of course, then the animal that otherwise, just before this, didn't have a home, now has a home. So this is the classic win-win-win cliche situation. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we have um, one animal in particular I wanted to mention, a dog. Her name is Roxy. And she's been with us um, since early February. So she's mm. actually been here the longest. And she's an amazing dog. We actually, she was our um, Tampa Bay Rowdy Dog of the Week this past weekend. Oh, wow. She came to the game. She met with all sorts of people. She was wonderful with kids, other animals, adults, you know, everything, everyone that you could imagine, even the Rowdy's mascot, she was super wonderful with and posed for photos and all that. So um, this girl, Roxy, is just such a sweetheart and definitely, you know, it's time for her to find her people. Yeah, well, she's she's famous now, so all the more reason. Hopefully, this will be her her day or two to uh, find a fabulous forever home. So let's 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 pull for Roxy. Yeah, any other dog or cat or anything that you want to call particular attention to that that's available for adopting that you'd like to see again? Maybe because they've been there quite some time, like Roxy has been. That we think well, let's really try to give so and so a home. For sure, yeah. We we do have a couple other dogs that have been with us a little bit. We have a dog named Bear, and he's been with us. Um, a little bit, maybe two weeks after Roxy came, Bear came. So he's another really sweet dog with him. Um, he is a one-home type of dog, so he would be better in a home as the only pet. But mm, he mm-hmm. also has a wonderful personality. Um, he's been, he's come to us, with us to a lot of events as well. And he's just wonderful with all sorts of ages and families and everything like that. Um, and then we have a cat. Her name is Martha Stewart. Okay. And she's been with us. She's our longest cat here, and she's been with us since um, about March as well. 
So she is definitely looking for a home. And then we do have a ton of pocket pets, um, as I mentioned, guinea pigs, rabbits. We even have some turtles right now. We have about three turtles and some chickens, um, some parrots and things like that. So all sorts of breeds. As a 4L shelter, we do accept all kinds of breeds here. So um, all of these animals are definitely in need of their homes. And I take it, whether it's a pocket pet or anybody else, they all apply for the same kind of thing with the donation to SPCA Tampa Bay, the gift card for the adopter, and uh, whatever, regardless of the animal, that's kind of the, the arrangement through Friday. That's right? correct. That's great. What a, what a great opportunity. All right, so let's, well, we're just about the end of our time, Kristen, but let's uh, give folks the uh, the website or any social media pages for people to find out more or maybe see some of the uh, you know animals you mentioned, some of the other ones you haven't, haven't had a chance to mention just because they might want to say, hey, I'm going to go over there right now and see if I can pick up uh, Roxy or someone else that I just saw on the website. For sure. So our website is spcatampabay.org. Mm-hmm. And when you get on the site, you'll click our adopt link. And within that link, we have it broken down, you know, cats have a page, pocket pets have a page, dogs have a page. So whatever your interest is, you can go there. We do keep our website updated in real time. So if you see them listed, it means that they are still available. And the the moment that they're adopted, they're removed from the page. So that's a really good way for you to know if the animal is still available for adoption. Sounds like it's totally in real time. That's great. Really uh, helpful for people making those kind of choices. So that's great. Well, Kristen, thanks so much for uh, joining us and talking to us today and filling us in on this very cool adoption thing, which again runs through Friday, I think through all the way through 6 p.m. if I'm not mistaken. Yep, correct. That's great. So there's still plenty of time to adopt Roxy or one of the other great animals there. Yep. All right, Kristen. Thanks again. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Coming up on WMF, the music kicks back in with Scott Elliott from noon to 3 p.m., a glorious three hours of music, followed by Robin Hooper with yet another three hours of music, and we just keep the music coming as we roll into our block of Latin programming and beyond. We have just about reached the end of today's edition of Talking Animals on WMF Tampa. I invite you to join me next Wednesday when my guests will be Rebecca Keat and Siri Lindley, who are on the show in 2020, talking about their commitment to helping ban horse slaughter, uh, legislatively, obviously, and their efforts appear to be on the cusp of success with a hearing slated for tomorrow about the SAFE Act, which is an acronym for Save America's Forgotten Equines Act. So I invite you to tune in next Wednesday for that conversation. I also invite you to visit TalkingAnimals.net for audio archives of every show we've ever broadcast. Apple Podcasts are available there, too, as well as on other podcast platforms. There are also links to our Facebook page, our uh, all our social media pages, really. And uh, you can also subscribe to our newsletter to find out about our guests a couple of days beforehand and other news from the Talking Animals world. That's all at TalkingAnimals.net. I'm Duncan Strauss. Thanks very much for listening. Have a good week. Be kind to animals. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. This is Talking Animals on WMNF Tampa, Brandon, Clearwater, Largo, Wiki Watch, and beyond. Scott Elliott right up after NPR News headlines. Thanks.